Listener dear, welcome to the podcast. It's the Pranks of Firth show with me, Ash Frith, Ashley Frith to my mother. And up there in North Norfolk, it is Justin Panks, Justin Pranks to his mother. Yeah. Justin, how you doing? Yeah, uh, I'm all right. It's just odd, isn't it? It's an odd time. It is odd. As well as can but be expected, well, I guess, is the answer. We'll have a second run at this podcast. As we recorded for about 45 minutes the other day, and for some reason your audio came out double speed and completely unusable. How can a phone do that? Like, You know, like if it was like a, uh, we used to record onto cassettes in the old days, and you go, yeah. oh, like there was something wrong with a battery so that the, the spools weren't going around at the correct speed. But I don't know No. how digital no. does that. And the weird thing was it was sort of double speed, but also it had bits missing. So it wasn't even like I could slow it down and make it work. Well, I it think was... in hi- sorry, in hindsight, I ha- the reason I couldn't re-upload is my f- I kept getting messages saying your fo- phone's not going to function properly because the storage is full. And that's what it did. So I deleted everything off it, including the podcast. Yeah. But I never listened back to it, so I don't know if it was recorded like that or didn't upload properly because I'm, so- I'm guessing it, it recorded like that because my storage, I didn't have enough... Uh, it tried to compress it because it was all there. Yeah. It was just compressed mm. um, into 20 minutes rather than the 45 we'd actually recorded for. So it's how a shame. So anyway, it was gold as well. It was, it was the gold. best podcast ever recorded. I think so. Not just by us, by any man, woman or beast. Yeah, it was going to go to the uh, the awards, the podcast awards. Apparently it was up for it. episode of the century. Yeah, yeah. How come we didn't we... even mention didn't mention the virus once did we what virus huh? oh what the um, uh trojan horse that i got looking trojan. at men's winkies on that website <laughs> i've not seen a lot of men's winkies i thought there'd be more winkies after the apocalypse i thought it'd be the internet would be sort of a wash with dripping with them yeah. a, a wash with winkles yeah and it doesn't appear to be no more yeah uh i think that and i, I would imagine not that I would know, but because of the lockdown, I would imagine that dick pic traffic is up. Do you think it's up? Well, what else are people I, doing? I assume that Tinder is down because no one can actually hook up, can they? So I imagine, are they all still talking on Tinder, do you think? or do you think, I would imagine uh, so, yeah. Just sexy talk? No, Well, I guess some people go down that route. But I mean, if you think about it, it's a good chance to actually get to know someone. There's no pressure. And if, isn't it? if someone chats to you for three, four weeks during this and then you go out for a drink, there's a little bond there and you go, this this, this person of whichever denomination sex you might be chatting to isn't just after a quick hookup there. But then again, you think, well, they've got fuck what else to do. and Am I, am I just amusing them? And it'll be like, this person hasn't been out of the house for a month. They are going to be literally exploding with sexual tension. And... I'm exploding with subcutaneous, subcutaneous fat. What do you call it? Yeah, that'll do it. I'm getting a big boy. Oh, I, I can feel the pressure of my belly against my skin. Well, the good thing about me being in lockdown in my little dungeon uh, is I've now got a nice pair of tits I can play with. <laughs> so I'm just laying in my single mattress on the floor fondling them bad boys up all day. When are we going to be doing some live video for the listener so they can see them live? Oh, yeah, I'll wear a wonder bra. I'll get them pushed, hoiked up and together. I reckon I could. I reckon I could wear a trainer bra and fill it. Trainer bra. See, I just when you said that, I had an image of two 
a pair of trainers with your tits yeah, in yeah, them. Yeah. Like Madonna. Yeah. Experiment. You could make a makeshift trainer bra out of trainers by like so... your little trainers that you bought, those little new balance. Oh, yeah. Remember? Okay, you you actually six child ones. I repurposed them as a cod piece. <laughs> Just the three piece front junk stuffed into a child's new balance trainer and then tied the shoelace around my waist. The child was not wearing it at the time. We no, should make that absolutely no. clear. Yeah, but I've always wanted my dick to be a foot. Smells like one. Yeah, so um, I've been I've written a satirical topical joke. I enjoyed it. Go on, tell me it again. I have a new one. Oh what? You've written two jokes. <laughs> Mate, I'm I'm making the most of this lockdown. I'm I'm super productive. Go on. I saw the headline this morning. Boris Johnson admitted to hospital that he has been underfunding them for years. Because admitted, admitted can also mean fessing yes. up to something or being sort of like uh, uh, sent somewhere. So, are you gonna are you gonna post that somewhere on social media? No, that's gold. That's in the act. Okay. Do you remember when Boris Johnson admitted was ad- admit oh, that doesn't work in past tense? No, you've got a day to use that joke. <laughs> well, he's in intensive care now. Yes. And I made a joke, not a joke, not a joke, on my social media when I went through my little hot spell of it when I was super drunk and didn't know what I was going to do. Before I got used to the lockdown, because I'm kind of used to it now. And it's sort of not so bad. You've settled into it nicely, haven't you? I, th- I, think, I think people have. I think... It's, That's I've, all to you, specifically. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I mean, I think that... Um, there is definitely a, an element of institutionalization that's happened where I've always said this about me. I'm very adaptable. Um, I'm the kind of person. Adaptable. <laughs> uh, despicable. I'm the kind of, I'm the kind of guy, let's say guy. I'm the kind of guy that if I was in solitary confinement, I'd just be all right. I can, like, see, this weird thing is I really think I would. But I know I wouldn't. I've been for a like, few... F- Sorry, go on. This feels a bit like my dream to be confined and not going out and socialising. What I'm but... saying is, you have to be zen. Yeah. You have to be zen. Like, when I used to be younger, I was not zen. It's my shock, yeah? A little bit of a hothead. And um, I was always nine and a half out of ten. And it didn't take much to take me up to ten out of ten. Where did your temper go? I think it sort of like dissipates as your bollocks start pumping out less testosterone. Yeah. When did you go through the change? You've never been an angry man since I've known you. That's been 10 years now. Children, I think. Maybe having children was definitely a big thing. Yeah. I I can't think of a huge amount I care about very strongly. Mine was just, it, mine was just stupid, you know, traffic jams. Like, that's exactly the example. I, I'd be in a traffic jam and I didn't used to think, oh, what? But I used to, it was a physiological thing. I would feel, I would feel Rage. hot tingling coming up from my stomach, up my chest, up my throat, and I'd get flushed. And then I'd realise I was grinding my teeth. It's weird that that's gone away. Um, not that you would see someone cut you up and act like a twat and then see them crash, then drive round the block so you could go back to where they were and laugh at them. You'd never do that now, would you? Ash, I didn't go round the block. I went 
the wrong way on a dual carriageway, 15 mile detour. Not the wrong way, but I went, <laughs> I went back round and I knew that it was like, I was going to add like 25 minutes to my journey. But I felt it, I felt duty bound to drive past slowly, beat my horn and do the wanker sign out the window. You know, like yeah, my arm yeah. was up in the air above the roof. Wanker! Yeah, it was good. But uh, yeah, so anyway, now when I'm in a traffic jam, and I haven't learned this from any like mindfulness app or book or anything. It's just naturally occurred within me. Something I've realized, come to my own realization, is I've got this soothing voice in my head that says, you're in a traffic jam. That's what you're doing now. Don't think about where you're supposed to be, where you could be, what else you could be doing. You are in a traffic jam. So sit in it, acknowledge it, make peace with it. It's very healthy, Justin. It's not, and it, and as like I said, it's not, it's not self-help or by design or like uh, mindfulness is a new word that means just being that aware. Is what it is. Yeah, being in the moment. You live in the moment. Zen. I call it Zen. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm good at that. So if I was in, so I could have done with that last night while I sat in my loft waiting for you for forty-five minutes. But you know, I didn't quite have that soothing voice in my head. Well, this is just a, I'm trying to teach you. I'm like, they're like Mr. I'm like, I'm like Mr. Miyagi. You think that you're painting a fence. You think you're waxing my car, but you're actually I learning thought. life skills. You think I'm mugging you off by saying, let's do a podcast in five minutes, then I'll disappear. But actually, I'm teaching you mindfulness surreptitiously, as did Miyagi. My weirdest thing about it was, because we ended up speaking in the end, but we didn't do a podcast, but... My weirdest thing was, so I had 45 minutes of you not being there or answering your texts, even though you'd literally just text and said, yes, I'll call you in a second. Weird. I don't know what happened. But um, the weirdest thing was I didn't know what to do. Now, I had the internet there in front of me. I had a, I had my iPad. I had a Mac. I had everything I could possibly need to search the web and do whatever. But I couldn't think of a single thing, a single website. A website's dead. Yeah, it all just yeah. apps now. Yeah, the only one, the only website that isn't dead, I guess, is YouTube because it's kind of not a website. It's a that's an app to me. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, a it's website. a TV I'm chat. Not www.youtube.com. It... I'm going. I'm clicking on the app. Yeah, it's a television provider, isn't it? That's what it is. You watch. I... You're watching telly. I think websites. I think websites might be dead. You know. Yeah, what do you do on a website? Go click around there. Like... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because in the old days, I'd have gone on like Arsenal's website. Yeah. Or... Mm. And a footballer, like a, a comedian, maybe a comedian's website. I've no, never looked know. at a specific comedian's no, website. I'll I tell you what I websites would. have become. If you think about this, they have become, uh, they have just become places where there are links to YouTube. Because I go on MMA, I used to go on, don't, like you say, don't anymore. I used to go on a lot of MMA news websites, like after yeah. a big fight. Well, I'll, you just go to Twitter. If I want to know yeah. where, say, yeah. Carl Donnelly is playing, I would go on his Twitter and then follow a link. But if you want to hear, but this is the thing, you go on Twitter and you're like, oh, the Arsenal had a really good game on Saturday. I want to want to look at some of the fallout. You go onto Twitter and they're just links to YouTube clips of players being interviewed, uh, the manager being interviewed. So it's like you end up yeah. there anyway. So now I just go to YouTube. So say UFC 249. It's meant to be at, well, it's, they reckon it's still going to happen. Have you heard yeah. this? Yeah, yeah, I just heard uh, a minute ago that fights have been signed already. And he's got, he's got, they've got a secret location, but they, they're not telling anyone. I think it will be a what they call a reserva- an Indian reservation or a Native American reservation, where they have their own rules. 
Okay. Because in the early days of MMA, when it was outlawed in a lot of states, say it was illegal in Connecticut, they could do it on a, 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 a Native American Native casino. American yeah, because reservation. Yeah, and also he's saying they're securing an island for international fights. So for like European fighters, because and it's gonna it's gonna be like fucking blood sport or the Kumite or something like an empty <laughs> warehouse. It does feel a bit like that is for our entertainment and a bit grubby. If you watch one of those, it's surreal. You know, when you watched RoboCop and they used to sort of have clips of their idea of what the the television of the future, the running man, the whole film, the running man. It feels a bit like we can't go out dystopian, this dystopian, like futuristic world where we're not allowed to go out because of of this uh, genetically evolved super virus. Yeah, it's like the end of Rome where we're all sitting at home watching gladiators in a warehouse just fighting remotely. It turns out, yeah, when we look back and we go, that was barbaric they used to do that. We're not that far away from it, it turns out. Well, I mean, yes and no. I mean, the, 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 I mean yes and no. Yes, I hear what you're saying, but no, you're wrong. So that's yes. <laughs> well, no, because the first ever Olympic sport, you know, my name comes from, don't you? Justin. The Pankratian was oh. MMA. It was a mixture of like... Yeah, it was, but they had boxing, they had yeah. wrestling. So that had... predates gladiators, which were slaves and people being fed. It wasn't... People think gladiators were like, put two blokes in the arena. Uh, do you know who I... Uh, how do you say the word? Pancrean. Pankratian. Pankratian. Do you know who a Pankratian was? Do you know one of them? Do you know a famous one? Oh, no, this is like, you know, like 600 BC or No, 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 there is a famous one. I know a famous one. Who? He is a famous person that also did that in the Olympics. Go on. Uh, Plato. There you see. Now, if what am I? What is Jesse P's character, if not an exact amalgamation of a philosopher? Yeah. A.K.A. And... look at my moon question. And... Uh, ultra that violent. was deleted, mate. Don't forget. Oh, was so it? The listener oh, no. does not know about your moon question. Okay, we'll have to bring that back. I think, up. I think that was in this. Yeah, I think so. I think oh, that was in all this of that was gold. Yeah. I was lifting the lid. It was. The, we were. I, we, I think the man done us. Because, right. I started coming out with like some conspiracy theories with my tongue firmly pressed in my cheek. And then we got onto yep. 5G. Then we, and got, we got cut off. Then we got cut <laughs> off. Then I upload. And then the man's. Messed with it. Yeah. This is spooky stuff. Go on. I I don't want to de- detract or defer you away too much from your um, MMA conversation, but I do think it's important that you raise the other point about the moon because I don't know the answer. And as with everything, listener, you are not allowed to look this up. Yeah. Like, And if you know the answer, we don't want to hear it. No. Don't spoil our fun with facts and science. Let us enjoy it. What we do want to know, Justin, take it away. Take it away, what you want to know. I was in my back garden, and I had one of those days where it's the the morning, and you look up and you can still see the moon very clearly, even though it's daytime. Yes. So I was thinking, well, in Australia right now, it's the night time. Yes. But I've never, so they can't see the moon, but I've never looked up and not seen it. Yes. So I was going, how does that work? And also, if the moon goes around the Earth and then the Earth goes around the sun and the Earth is spinning, how come it's not like... I I feel like the moon should go around the Earth like six times a day. 
I just don't understand it how it's how fast the moon spins around the earth that one i'm not with you on that one because i think the moon could be i don't know what speed the moon spins at yeah but we spin at 900 miles an hour like on yeah, our but axis say the moon's spinning at 900 miles an hour oh no it'd have to be otherwise it'd stay exactly where it was exactly see once you think about it, it makes no sense if it's sort of, <laughs> if it's sort of hanging in the sky as we're rotating and that's going around us so what is this is the thing it takes exactly 24 hours for the moon to go around us and it takes Exactly 24 hours, like we've got, not exactly, but, you know, we've got our backs to the sun, if you like, and then we're facing the sun in terms of the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah. But the moon's always there at night, and it just, just seems weird. Yeah, I don't know the answer, and I know the listener don't know the answer, but I want to hear their ideas. So do get in touch. If you go on Twitter, at Pranks and Firth, go on there, tell us what you think it is. and But remember, if you actually know the answer... Don't bother. And mate. certainly don't, don't bother. look it up. And here's this is the thing. We we like to answer questions with our hearts, not our heads. Yeah. What is your emotional explanation or your like I said in the last podcast, I feel like this is what humans are meant to do. I think we Here's were... the other thing. Go on. The moon, I'm always looking at the same face of the moon. Yeah. Like the man. Yeah. The man that's on the moon. Mm. So the, but the moon's rotating. No, it's not. Is the moon not rotating? This is what I'm saying. They reckon that the moon is... Because it's so linked into... It's just held there, like, locked in our orbit. I thought the moon also spun on its axis. No, that's the other thing we said, didn't we? They talk about the dark side of the moon. And also, I feel like we should get more solar eclipses than we do. We should get The dark side of the moon would be opposite to the sun. Yes, that would be... The dark side of the moon wouldn't be... They talk about the dark side of the moon. If it goes around the Earth, how is it never... And it's like way closer to the Earth than the Earth is to the Sun. There must be loads of times when the Sun's on the back of it. Why yes. is it doing this like avoidance dance? Like every day it would have the yeah. Sun on the back of it. Yeah. Once a day, there is no dark side of the Moon. Yeah. And then when it's on the other side of the Earth, so the Sun is shining on it, isn't the Earth in the way? none of it makes sense and you know sometimes you know like a half moon makes sense the shadow of the earth but you know sometimes you look at it and the shadow's the other way around like a like a convex shadow rather than concaved yeah but that's once it's passed so it's on the other side yeah but the shadow of the earth isn't like it's bulging out round it's like it goes in like a dish like when you get an oval shaped moon you know whatever they call it elliptical moon Um... I saw that last night so imagine the moon's a circle. Yeah. Now imagine the shadow of the Earth on it. It would look like a round, a portion of it. Yeah, a... it's a chunk, a bite out of it. Yeah, yeah. And there are times that the shadow goes the other way. So it looks like an inverted curve. The difference between convex and, convex and concave. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but I don't think I've seen that. Oh, it happens all the time. I was looking last night and saw it. I've become <laughs> obsessed with it. But that's what I was saying. This is what humans are meant to do. We were meant to, I think we were meant to, like, according to Dunbar's number, we were meant to live in tribes of no more than 50 people, quite isolated, and just at night, you'd have your fire, eat your freshly slain boar, and uh, look up at the stars and just think, what the fuck is that? I don't think we're meant to know all this stuff. It takes, it's taken something from us. I think that's where anxiety comes from and mental health issues and kind of like neurosis 
I think well, certainly the the vastness of things is very troubling to me. You're you know, not supposed to people. know that the universe was once infinitesimally small, smaller than an atom and exploded. And within the first nanosecond of the Big Bang, everything was created and it's ever expanding and there's no boundaries. How the fuck are you supposed to reconcile that with having to get up and go for a shit? Oh, yeah, you're right. Earn a living, pay your bills. Yeah, what is it? Because so that's why I think I'm starting to. I'm losing it. Maybe they are lying to us because if we knew, we're just down tools. And that's this week's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, my tongue is in my cheek. Up to a no, point. It definitely feels a bit like that at the moment, doesn't it? It definitely feels a little bit existential crisis. <laughs> I think. I think what I think. I've I- never been so. In- I've never looked so. Intra, what's the word? Introspectively, yeah, yeah. At myself and my being, and the t- and the tissue paper thin nature of our society. If I'd have yeah. said this to explain this to a month ago, you would have said that was more far fetched than anything I've said about this moon shit. If I said I was going to be a, a nasty bug going around and when no one's going to be allowed out for a month, you'd be like, yeah, right. And it's just happened with so little protestation. So much ease. Yeah. So much ease. And so I just, I've never felt more uncertain about the system that I thought no, was rock and solid. and the people. This, my biggest thing is how many dickheads there are. I can't, I, I think I knew before, but I've never had it highlighted yeah. to me so strongly about how many, like what percentage of society are absolute dickheads. Oh, it's high. 90s. Yeah, I just didn't know. I just didn't know. Oh, I did. I knew that. That's not news to me. I think the, the news to me, I'll tell you what shocked me the most. There's been, in the history of mankind, there have been famous revolutions, revolts, mutinies even. Uh, but how, and we spoke briefly about, we said it was a, a flawed, problematic study, or maybe apocryphal, the Stanford study where they got an American campus and they turned a small percentage of the students into wardens, if you like, and the rest into inmates. And they reckon within 24 hours, they started adapting their behavior. The wardens became like power hungry and started being cruel. But they reckon, but whatever the, the, the truth about the study is, talking about the sort of philosophy of that, how quickly so many people who I actually know and colleagues on Facebook have become the self-appointed prefect hall monitors. Yeah. Pointing well, fingers. There's a, lot, there's a huge amount of that going on. And just like, you might be you might be doing the bidding. You might be doing the bidding. You might be doing the dirty work for nefarious, underhanded, unscrupulous. Well, you think that you think they've been contacted before this happened? No, 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 no. But like I'm saying, like look at the you know like, oh, the famous thing about the Nazis, I was only following orders. It's like, yeah, you were these people are doing that. And it's like, if you even question it now, I mean, I've got a huge problem with like, like, like Twitter. They're, 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 they're deleting tweets with... They were deleting tweets and and taking away the blue ticks of like some quite prominent people that said that maybe this was um, devised in a lab or originated in a lab. And scientists, I don't mean like, you know, like Katie Price would say it or like when Jenny, uh, whatever her name was, that American was it Jenny... She used to be a Playboy, Playboy bunny. She's Jenny. She's blonde, and she she was a very famous anti-vaxxer. 
Oh, I don't know. Oh, that? You, you would know. She used to present on MTV. And then McCarthy, Jenny McCarthy or something? Oh, no. Um... Oh, I didn't know she was all that though. Oh What's yeah, yeah, she died on that hill, mate. She was very, very prominent. Head, like the head, like at one point she was sort of spearheading the anti-vaccine thing. She was great though, wasn't she? What was her name? Back in the day. Oh yeah, if you, if by great you mean she'd get it. Like, what was her name, Jenny? I think it was Jenny Mc something like that, wasn't it? Well, anyway, I'm not talking about those sort of like vacuous people that just. I'm talking like, and so Twitter would, and now it's come out, it probably did arise in a lab. I need to know what that woman's name was, Paint. I think it's, I think I'm, I think it's Jenny McCarthy. It's something like no that. That sounds that right. Is you what? Where, was she Northern? Oh, no, not her. She's American. Oh, no then. Who are you know. talking about? Who am I thinking of? But a woman Explainer. who was like northern and blonde. What? Sarah Cox? It's the only one I can think of. No. Oh, no, Mag, 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 Margot Clark. No. I liked her, though, in the 90s. Yeah, what was that That, that thing in the factory? Clocking Cl clock um, in or something. Do you remember that? Vel velvet carpet. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well... Okay, I'm thinking of Jenny McCarthy. She was sort of like a Pamela Anderson light. But then, she, anyway, she's on one of those programmes. They've got, like, a programme over there that's a bit like Loose Women. And she came out, and she was this prominent, very early adopter of the anti-vaccine stuff. But my point is, I'm not talking... So then Twitter were silencing people from wow. presenting a certain line, which now could be true. Now the, the proper mainstream mainstream media have come out and said yeah, yeah it, there, there is something That's called the virus it sounds like something out of fucking half-life it's like the virus prevent the virus detection and prevention society of wuhan it was like six miles away from that market so it might have, so they think it might have snuck out of there they've they well i've heard something that they said they reckon one of the lab technicians might have been selling bat carcasses that have been tested onto the market I mean, anything could be true. You just don't know. But that's my point. So how can Twitter be sensed? I think all conspiracy theories have got a real chance of being true. That's what I'm saying. Because of this, a lot of things, I'm not saying they're right, but I just sort of think, well, I wouldn't be, I, I, I would be less surprised now than I was before. That's, what, that's as far as I'll go. What about the fact there's still loads of what I'm going to refer to as chemtrails in the sky? Oh, the chemtrail thing, yeah. I don't know. I'm still seeing those plain vapor trails. But if they the were ke if they upped the chemtrail, wouldn't they want us to go out more and, and breathe it in? Oh yeah, good point. Yeah. Uh, what about you said the thing the other day about the disinfecting that there's a there's a rumor there's a conspiracy that they've sent us all in our homes because they're disinfecting by flying over and spraying disinfectant everywhere. Was that you telling me that? Nope. There's a conspiracy that that's the thing that's happening. I think they'd, so, they'd tell us, wouldn't they? That's a good thing. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. That's what I said. It's a ridiculous one. Because they'd say, you know what? We've got this technology where we can just spray the streets and kill all the bacteria, and it's safe for the environment and the animals. Um, we're not going to do it from 20,000 feet, <laughs> like really, where the wind will just catch it and end up with one just one place that's just covered in it. But, yeah. I, yeah I, that, I, that's a real one. Well... Like, going back to my, my point a minute ago, like I think we're meant to live in isolated tribes, not share knowledge as much as we can. I don't know if it's... it's obviously, it's good in some ways, but it's also... 
I don't know. Yeah, I think I don't know. I just think I don't think it's good for us as individuals um, to know without learning to to learn something without experiencing it. I think I'd say ninety five percent of the stuff I know is because I've been told it. Yeah, but it's not like going out true, and learning yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? So I think there's I think there's a I find all this knowledge. I think we're not as satisfied by it as we used to be. We used to find something out or work it out for ourselves. So then that dopamine effect's gone, and then you become desensitized to. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to get at there, but I just. I don't know. I'm so just got most two... things that you know are told to you. You haven't discovered them yourself. You know, that when you work could... something out for yourself, you get a really amazing feeling. Yeah, you must get that all the time because you really believe a lot of your theories. <laughs> I tell you what, I don't, but I, I do believe that it's good for you to think about stuff yourself. And I don't mean, don't wake up sheep or question everything. I mean stuff like looking at the moon and going, do you know what, I'm not going to go Google it. I'm going to sit here and try oh, and work yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, sit true. here and try to work it out like it's a puzzle. Well, it definitely sort of opens up the synapses. Thinking is good. Thinking leads to thinking. The same as writing stand-up. You know, if you just sit and wait for the stand-up ideas to plop into your brain, you get one a month. But if you actually sit down and try and exercise that brain muscle, you get a callus from wanking. (laughs) But you do. You'll find that you you come up with more because your brain is operational. It's like the best place to write material is standing on stage talking to the audience because your brain is... It will never be more efficient than than then. I think I've distilled it into a into a soundbite. Go on. Modern technology and the uh, availability of all information and knowledge has robbed. It's not sound. This doesn't feel like a soundbite. No, I know. You've interrupted my beautiful my beautiful equation. Okay. Modern technology and the readily available. You are. Let's just say all this internet shit has robbed us of eureka moments. And I think eureka moments are important to feel like you're personally developing. Yeah, but do you think that, for example, who was it that was it? I want to say Archimedes, it wasn't him. Who sat in the bath and said eureka? Who was it? Archimedes, when he realised that you could measure the uh, mass of an object by how much water it displaced. Yeah, who was it? Archimedes. Archimedes, it was Archimedes. Okay, I got confused. So he ran um, down the street shouting Eureka sp- because he we didn't come up with it. He just re- he worked something out. That has always been the case. But he worked it out. And back in those... How do you know that someone else didn't work that out before him? But Because, you know, they couldn't communicate and, you know, maybe someone worked out 100 years before him but didn't write it down. But now it's straight on the... That's what I'm saying. And it's just... We're being robbed of eureka moments. And I feel like we feel like we're missing out. We're meant to feel like we're progressing and uh, we're meant to feel like we're moving forward as an individual. And we just... We don't because you go, oh, I want to know how to do something. Oh, I look on YouTube. Oh, that's how you do it. And it's not the same. We're being robbed of it. Yeah. And at one point, will we not even need to look on Google for it? Because at one point, you had to work it out for yourself. Then you had to read it in a book, like find the book, look it up in the book, and then learn how to do it. Then you could Google it. Then you could YouTube it and see someone doing it. Mm -hmm. At what point won't you need to do any of those things? 
augmented reality when you just look at something that needs doing and it will come up with options Mm. yeah yeah yeah. like in a field of vision it will say take that part there and put that over there here's a here's a very here's a very personal specific example i started playing the guitar when i was about 14 and i would get my little punk record and i used to get my little punk records records mind you on vinyl and i'd stand there with my guitar and i'd play the first few bars of the record and I'd lift the needle off and try and pick them out and I'd put it back and then I'd listen to it again hundreds and hundreds of times and I'd painstakingly work out how to play a song and the feeling I got when I finished it was amazing and now I go on YouTube I type in whatever song guitar tutorial someone's sitting there every song's on there teaches you how to play it I can play any song within five minutes and I tell you what the, the buzzer's gone. It's just like, oh, yeah, no. It's just, the, the, the thrill's gone. Well, yeah, but I don't know how to do that first one that you said. That's why I, I said it was a personal example, but I'm saying that is how technology has made things easier, less satisfying, less, just less. Just, you don't, like I said, you're supposed to, that, that deferred gratification sense you get, well, you know, you've done like, you know, like you've had something you've got to repair and you've had it on the table for ages in bits and you can't work out it goes back together, but you don't give up and then you work it out. Yeah. Someone comes around and life. shows you, it's not the same. We're not getting that satisfaction. But so where are we replacing that then? <sighs> By telling people off on social media. Yeah, scratching that itch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're doing. By going, pointing our finger and going, oh, there was someone in the park. It's like you don't know what that person's been through. That day. they might have like they might have like they might have been in their flat on their own, thought about killing themselves and gone for a walk around Richmond Park, and now you want to. Sh- you don't know. I think it is weird that we can't go to parks. Yeah, but I think is it because it will just be too crowded. And why? Why all like, parks aren't the same? Like Central Park in New York, I would say yeah, because the the amount of the per capita per square foot of that park is ridiculous. But like a park round here, right? When they had drones shaming people for walking in the middle of nowhere on the Yorkshire Dales, going, "This is not essential." It's like, yeah, it's neither essential nor dangerous. So, why is it the same no, rule for in this? Why is it the same rule? I mean, if you lived in Stornoway or something like some outer Hebridean island, is it the same lockdown rules applied to you as in central London? That doesn't seem right either. Yeah, no, you're right. So and like. <sighs> So why is it? Is it because you'd be encouraging others? I think like, is that is that the problem? I don't really know what the problem is. Why can't I go to the park and sit there for an hour if I'm five meters away from other people? Is it literally because I'd be too close to other people that that would encourage them to come down? It just doesn't make sense, does it? I mean, there are sort of they're not all right. They might not, by the letter of the law, there aren't different rules for different parts of the country. But I would say. If you live on a farm and your yeah. nearest neighbour is four miles away, you could have a massive old bonfire in your back garden every day. Mm, no problem. If you lived in a little terraced house in, uh, in central Birmingham, London. yeah, central London, and you had a bomb, it's just it's different. It's just, yeah. it is just so different. Maybe London should be locked down and the rest of the country shouldn't. The tubes are still running. I know. And, and Ash, the Ash, they, re- they, they lessened the tubes so the tubes are more packed. Yes. Rather than put extra tubes on. One person they per have carriage. have a carriage per person, yeah. It's, it's, it, 
I don't know. And the thing is, you could go, well, it was sprung on the government. Uh, they had to act quick. They're not refining it. They've, no, it's said, not changing. No, so they've done a knee-jerk. Let's say, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Knee-jerk reaction. Let's just put everyone on lockdown. Now as it's gone on, they've gone. Would it be that if they went, well, okay, people, let's say, for example, people in Norfolk, you can go out to the park, but you still must maintain social distancing. Uh, but like, not like in a shop, two metres. Like, it's got to be 10 metres, but you are allowed in open yeah. spaces if you're... Right, but then people, would people would in... that just lead to trouble though? Would that's what I'm saying. Fighting over the space, or would people in London go? Well, that's not fair. But then again, it's not fair that you got a West End. It's like just places have got different things going for them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just like that. That's just the reality of it, isn't it? You've got all yeah. that, and like we've got open spaces, and we're not we're not all crowded yeah, you together. You chose to live in the city. That's the downside of living in the city. The upside is you're ten minutes away from your office job that you yeah. hate, and you've got the West End. Yeah. And like you've and got, I choose to live in the city. I have to travel into work to that job that I hate isn't um, for that, two hours. Isn't that, but I mean, not everyone's it got also a... means I get to spend time with my family in the sunshine. Yeah, well, it's just I mean, it's not that simple. Not everyone choose can choose where they live, evidently. But uh, it's like, um... <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, um... yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of you living in your car that you could be in London one day and. You know, the Outer Hebrides, the next. I actually want the police to come and go, where are you going? I'm like, nowhere. Like, We've well, got to go home. And I'll go, son, I am home. And then I'll just <laughs> open the boot up. and show them all my bedding and my little box of toiletries. Um, imagine if they went, we're going to nick you. And you went, yes, please, can you? Yeah. And they went, what's your address? And I'll say, you're standing in it. This is where. <laughs> yeah, can you get your hands off it? Yeah. Please? but uh, No, but it's true. It's like... Uh... Like people choose to live in the country where there's less to do, open spaces, and the, the benefits that come of that. It just seems I don't know, I don't know. What like I said, does the lockdown apply to someone who lives in the Isle of Skye, uh, the same as central London? That just seems odd. Yeah, almost like there's another like reason for it. You're listening to Pranks of Firth Conspiracy Theories, where we don't actually say anything about conspiracy theories. We just allude to them. Well, I had to go down. I was down a supermarket the other day, and they said, is it an essential trip? And I said, yes. I've run out of tinfoil, and I need a new hat. Oh, yeah. So I am shopping. Um, I don't know what is essential and what isn't. I mean, I went to my corner shop the other day and bought some beer. Essential. That doesn't feel like it was essential, but I did want some beer. It's essential. I guess what they mean by what I took from it to mean is don't go and browse. Don't go look around home base when it was open. Do you (laughs) know what I mean? Like, just don't go. You know, when you go in a shop and I'm going to help you, like, no, I'm just looking. But, like, the pound shop is still open. Well, that's essential if you, you know, haven't got a lot of money, I guess. I mean, they sell. That's the thing. It's a loophole, like. Yeah, but then why are they trying to break the? Why are people trying to break the loophole? That's what I don't really understand. It's like, oh, we can get away. We're still being open. Well, maybe you shouldn't be getting away with it. This is what I don't get. So, I just said home base. That's closed. But just across the road is Roy's. It's a shop called Roy's, which is a Norfolk sort of. Oh, we've spoken about Roy's. You nicked a tape measure from Roy's once. Do you remember? Yeah, by accident. I um. So Roy's is and like. And you went and put it back. Okay, so let's give Did it. You a... go... Did you go and put it back? Yeah, I went. Well, I went to put it back, but I bottled it because I thought I'd get caught putting it back. Putting it back. So um, I um, 
<laughs> that I was forced to, my, my guilty conscience forced me into stealing something. So, um, okay, let's say, let's say, let's say, for example, uh, home base is closed, shut down, right? But on the same retail park is a B&M, or not a B&M, like a pound stretcher that sells food, but also sells DIY stuff. Yeah. So they're open because food's yeah. essential. How can you, how, why are they just only allowed to sell the food and say like that all these others, you can't buy anything that isn't food? Well, I had to go to the post office the other day and the post office is within a WH Smith's mm. and the WH Smith's was open and the post office was open. As normal. There's no need for that WH Smith's to be open. So here's a little tip for anyone thinking of starting up a, a, a retail company. Whatever you sell, even if it's gearboxes, just sell food. Yeah. Just have a few shelves of tins of beans and toilet roll on. And if this ever yep. happens again, you can perishables. Yeah, if this ever happens again, you can stay open and sell all your other shit as well. Totally and utterly agree. Isn't it odd? Um, and it is weird as well because uh, WH Smiths is the most expensive shop on earth. I don't know how it's surviving. Who old people? I don't get it. Old people. It's an institution. It's incredible though. They had like they've got a little wall of about ten Nintendo Switch games. You know, like these. Oh games. yeah, they're yeah. Markups insane. And they've got like a sign on the front saying we stock PlayStation, Nintendo, Xbox. And you go in there and there are games that are like 15 quid that in that shop are 45 pounds. Yeah, yeah. How are they not how have they not got a man or a woman that literally goes, "Oh, actually our prices are quadruple what they are everywhere else?" WH Smiths is like an airport experience without having to go to the airport. Yes. Yes, I want to pay I want to pay 6 pound 95 for a tuna sandwich, but I don't want to go to Gatwick. I'll just go down WH Smith's. Why is it, though? How are they getting away with it? Old people. You know, it's like some old person will be like, oh, what does little Johnny want for Christmas? And you're like, oh, he wants, the, he wants the, you know, Mario yeah. game. And she goes, oh, and she goes to WH Smith's and buys it because she ain't got a clue. I just think it's old people. It's an old institution, I think. But also they sell books as well. And I think this about bookshops. I don't understand. I know it's like, oh, we've got to support our bookshops, our independent bookshops and all this. And I want to be able to walk into an old bookshop and look at old books. But why, if if there's a book that's in Waterstones or WH Smith's and it's seventeen ninety nine, I know that on Amazon it's eight ninety nine. Mm. Why Why am I buying it at seventeen ninety nine? I know there's people listening that, will have a good reason. And also that but goes I can't justify it. But that goes back to my point about the gratification thing. You walk into a bookshop and look at look you're interested in Arsenal and you look through the sports books and you find the book, you start looking at the blurb. Oh, this looks like a good book about Arsenal. You buy it. That appeals to the hunter gatherer in you. Again, that's something else that's lost buying online, isn't it? Yeah, but even uh, yeah, but what I do is I do that, and then I go right. How much is this on Amazon? Yeah, it's half the price. I can have it delivered yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, but I'm saying a lot of people don't even go to a bookshop now. No, so we're just and all these little pleasure responses. We're missing out on them, and I think but they're starting to nothing. mount up. I think they're starting to mount up. It's getting to you, isn't it? That's for sure. Is there two moons? <laughs> That's the only way I can explain it. We wouldn't know, would we? Because if they were on a space station and it's always the other side, every time they spoke, they, oh, we didn't know. Unless you have two space stations, one out each side. Right, if the Earth is spinning and the moon seems to sort of hang in the air, it goes across the sky very slowly, it's orbiting us, but we're spinning. It must be it must be orbiting at us about the same rate we're spinning. Slightly different. Mm. 
So why is it there every night and it would just it, and not like yeah every so often it's just not there like a leap day. I feel like it should be there every other night or something or there twice twice a night go across the sky twice. I just feel like it's just too syn- synchronistic for it to be all this. Something's not right. Something's Something going on with that right, bloody moon. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm fucking getting the bottom of this fucking moon thing. I tell you, do my fucking nut. So get in touch at Pranks and Firth. Let us know your moon theories. Again, we don't want to know if you know. I just want a theory. And no, really. no second hand. Oh, it's actually an observation station. None of this no, David Icke stuff. That. No. Shit. Actually try no. to explain it without knowing how it works. And let's all just dip, get through this together. If you are a Patreon subscriber, you will have a new episode that we put out the other day on there for you um and we are going to do a video this month when are we going to do that just tomorrow we're going to do a video tomorrow mm-hmm. good that was quick mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. so there'll be a video that'll be up i don't know how long it shouldn't take long to get up so hopefully by the weekend then we'll have a video up and we're going to do some, maybe do a live stream at some point as well mm-hmm. um so watch subscribe to the youtube channel if you want to do that um thank you very much for the for all the patrons Thank you for all the Kofis. You know where to find it. Oh, and also, Justin, mm-hmm. this week yes. we ha- we are an affiliate partner of CD Keys. Right. So you love playing computer games. I love playing computer games. And if the listener, if you love playing computer games, you can go to our Twitter account and our pinned tweet is uh, the link to CD Keys, which is where you can buy download codes for computer games for your... Uh, Xbox Live for PSN Live and it's a massive discount and every time you buy it via that link we get some money. People have already been doing it. We have made some money already Justin from that. So Ash. if you're the kind of person that uh, what? Ash. Oh hello Cedric you're right. Do you know what my surname is? Uh no. Keys. Cedric Pease. Keys. Tees. Keys, Cedric Keys. C- oh, CD Keys. They call me. They call me CD. There we go. CD Keys. All right, Cedric. <laughs> Don't lose your temper with me, mate. Do you want to do the advert for CD Keys then? If you're tired of playing with your little tail, sometimes you get a bit sore on that when you're pulling it about, giving it a good old working. Why not head over to CD Keys? And get a bloody space invaders or something. So, if you want to do that, go on our Twitter uh, or tweet me at Ashfrith, and I'll give you the uh, the link to the website. You have to do it via our link, and then everything you download, we get a little bit do of you, money. Do from, you so. do you sometimes play with your little joystick, Ash? Yep, I do. I downloaded some games. I downloaded Animal Crossing, but now we're not allowed to use that ourselves. So. Um, mm. Uh, we can't get that discount ourselves. Do you like animals, I do. I like Animal Crossing. Have I've a, been watching my son play that. Like having a stroke. I love stroking animals. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, watch them when they lick themselves. <laughs> Sometimes I've seen that happen. You know when you yeah. see like a little kitten or something noshing itself out. You ever seen that? <laughs> Like it's trying to wear its own minge as a snood. Have you ever seen that? <laughs> Would you like to... Thanks, listener. 
support us on Patreon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Please do. So, yeah. Just, yeah. Anything you could do, really. Yeah, please. I need to, I need to um, fund my moon study. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm opening an um, institute of moon study. Yeah, we'll put a certain... For every new patron we get, we'll put a certain amount of it towards uh, our moon... You can get, you can get, I think we do as a Patreon thing, you can get a diploma that says, I worked out the moon. With, oh, okay. With a, with a big flourishing, flouncy signature on it and a date of graduation. There we go. If you want that, sign up to Patreon. What what level is that going to be? Uh, what does it have to be to get that? They have to come up with a theory as well. They can't just get it. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the dean of mean. I'm the, um, <laughs> yeah, uh... <laughs> Oh God! Okay, if you want, if you want your moon to, you come up with the name of it, the Pranks Moon Institute. The Institute of Working like. Out the Moon, and then you can get. Like, okay. I worked out the moon on the date, your name, uh, what class honours you get, how what, how good I think your theory is. Um, as long as it's in the remit of bullshit, it's got to be bullshit to qualify. And uh, yeah, you can get a little certificate saying I worked out the moon from the Pranks and Firth okay. Moon Working Out facility so sign up to patreon um i reckon what do you reckon the one i don't know what kind of price well you you know it's it it will it will bolster a cv so it's a it's an investment yeah so sign up to patreon at whatever level you feel appropriate for that and give us a give us a message about your theory on the moon and you will get a uh, a certificate designed by our very own Justin Pang. Yeah, I yeah, mm-hmm. and Word, signed by us both. All over that shit. And you can put that. You can put that in your national record of achievement <laughs> for any job interviews you go to. It's like when people there say you you, 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 someone bought me a star. Yeah, and you go, no, there they you didn't. Go. They printed out a bit of paper. Yeah, that's don't, all right, don't belittle it, Panks. Have you got one in you? No, of course I fucking. Or uh, so I, I bought, I bought an acre of the moon. Which one? Mate. Which moon? Because there's more than one. Yep. Yeah, so f- sign up to the Patreon. You decide the level. Tell me your moon story, and we'll we'll send you a certificate. There you go. Panks is going to design it. It's going to be great. Yeah, because I'm all over um, it. And also, uh, there's some big news coming on the uh, the Pranks and Firth playing cards that Yanis Bremer's been working on for two years. Snob or scum based playing cards. Like classic quintessential feature. I don't know how we are going to, what we're going to do with those cards that he's ordered, but we'll have a few packs with which to we've give got away. A, we've got a great community. We've got a great community of listeners, haven't we? We have. You're a good bunch. Very creative and tight. Creative listeners. Tight. Yeah. Money. <laughs> Thanks, listener. I'll speak to you again next week. Bye.